This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Bama Online Podcast. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BOL, joined by Recruiting Analyst Hank South. It is a Friday, so we're going to get into a lot of recruiting talk with Hank. It is Friday, May the 28th, 2021 to be exact, and a busy weekend on the Diamonds for University of Alabama Athletics coming up. The Alabama baseball team as we record this on Friday morning, preparing for an early start in the loser's bracket in Hoover, taking on the Tennessee Vols in a loser leaves Hoover match. So uh, the Alabama baseball team might be a win away from securing a regional berth where NCAA tournament play is concerned. We'll certainly keep you up to date throughout that baseball game in the late morning early afternoon hours and of course right into that in the early afternoon hours you're going to have alabama softball the crimson tide hosting kentucky in super regional action in tuscaloosa so patrick murphy's team once again looking to make that familiar trip to oklahoma city again though a lot of recruiting talk on this friday and joining us as always to do that hank south hank how you doing I'm good, Travis. How are you? I'm good now. Have you reached the point where you get invites to these Nick Saban late days or cookouts or anything like this? You know, I see these on my social media timeline and I think Hank's got to be to the point where I'm going to see him on a jet ski. I might see him on a four wheeler, maybe tubing. What about it, Hank? Any invites to those yet? I wish. Unfortunately, the (laughs) the reporting side of it is not as glamorous of a lifestyle. Oh, Uh, but I was happy to see that they didn't run out of gas this year on Nick Saban's boat. <laughs> oh, someone is still unemployed <laughs> over that whole situation. <laughs> Nick didn't appreciate the Gilligan's Island uh, scenario, and I'm oh. really dating myself with the Gilligan's Island <laughs> reference. I know it. But um, no, uh, we got a lot of recruiting talk, obviously. I guess you could say the calm before the storm, but leading into that, a lot of talk about summer arrivals for the Alabama football team. I know you've been right on top of that, keeping us abreast of anything that might be happening. And it sounds like, yeah, there's been a little bit of difference in the timing of getting all these guys together, especially the summer enrollees, uh, but nothing earth shattering or alarming at this point with those guys. No, not at all. It's gone pretty smooth. You know, every every summer with enrollees, um, it, it seems like, you know, there, there might be one guy you're waiting on, one guy's finishing classes, one guy's, you know, what taking a test or something, you know. But this year, it, it seemed pretty seamless. Um, everyone has arrived on campus. The only guy that's a little bit questionable, not even questionable, but just 
maybe not there yet. We haven't fully confirmed as Kamar Wheaton, the running back from Texas. But speaking to his coach, his head coach at Lakeview Centennial, he said, you know, everything's good. He, he's he's he said he's there. But, you know, I, I think he's expected to arrive maybe this weekend at some point. Um, Kendrick Blackshire was a couple days after everybody else. He, he got in on Tuesday. Um, but beyond that, you know, the transfers, Henry Toa Toa, Jamison Williams, Jack Martin, the punter from Troy, um, and, and all the other um, summer enrollees from the 2021 class arrived. And there was a lot of, you know, there's, there's all the message board chatter. It's like, oh, well, well you know, who's going to gray shirt? Who's going to blue shirt? And, you know, everyone kind of circled guys they thought, you know, would delay their enrollment or something like that. Tim Keenan w- was talked about with that a lot. But uh, I, I talked to Tim Keenan's dad last Sunday. He he was helping Tim unpack his uh, his clothes and hanging them up in his closet in his dorm room. So Tim Keenan is on campus for anyone that thought that he might be a guy that, that gray shirts after that um, knee injury he sustained in, in uh, his senior season. But um, yeah, overall, uh, everyone on campus, the summer workout started on Monday. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's uh, it's nice when that happens because you can you can just go back to covering camps and not trying to track down uh, <laughs> a lingering or, or lagging in, enrollees. Goodness knows this next month when you talk about the recruiting aspect of uh, program management is going to be really, I guess, unlike any we've potentially ever seen because of coming off the pandemic and the essentially the closure of, uh, you know, sort of a live recruiting period for so long. But you're going to be able to keep track of all that with us at BamaOnline.com, of course, Hank going to be spearheading a lot of that coverage so i ask you about the upcoming month of june and really next tuesday june 1st i see you're gonna go ahead and start having visitors uh, when things open up any notable changes in the last week hank whether it be in the way of an addition or two a subtraction or two or maybe both yeah, you know, the, the the list is changing every day. You know, I've seen more and more this year. There's always trends in recruiting on social media. It's, you know, it's um, uh, the the top schools list was a big thing that came out, how, how guys were releasing that. Like when I first started covering recruiting, it was the, the big the big video releases for your top schools list. And I get the graphics, but it seems like this year and maybe it's just because recruiting has been dead for so long. Um, is everyone's tweeting out their visits, you know, given full dates, making graphics for their visit dates. Um, so we've seen that a lot. Um, just this week, Curtis Perry put out a, a graphic, the, the um, top 50 defensive lineman from Montgomery. He, he's going on a, a handful of visits throughout the month of June, Bama being the first on, on June 1st, um, then Auburn on June 2nd. So that was kind of a, a notable addition. He was originally planning to be on campus on June 19th at Alabama, but he, he shook up the schedule a little bit. Added some um, added some trips in there to, to different schools throughout the month. Um, one big notable addition that that we learned of this week that's an unofficial visit, and it's a big one, is Domani Jackson, the five-star cornerback that's committed to USC. Um, I, I talked to a source close to him, and he said um, he, he is going to be at Alabama on June 18th for an unofficial visit, um, which is notable considering, you know, if he decides to come back on an official visit um, later on, in the recruiting cycle, maybe closer towards signing day. So uh, I don't think that's sitting well with USC fans after everything that happened with Bryce Young a couple of summers ago. Um, and, and so, you know, I was going to ask, yeah. is this trending kind of like a Bryce Young situation, maybe just on the defensive side of the ball? 
Yeah, you know, it could be. Bama's been really pressing for him, and he noted that. You know, he said when he first committed to USC, he wasn't really hearing from Bama that much. And, you know, that could have been a combination of several things. There, You know, when he committed to USC, there was a lot of staff shakeup. Bama was kind of going through that transition with, with all its coaches, uh, all the coaching turnover after Sark leaving and, and all that. Um, but he said, you know, since uh, since Javali got there, um, you know, Holman Wiggins has taken over his recruitment as well, that they've been really actively pushing for him. So um, that's kind of how it happened with Bryce, too. You know, uh, when Sark came back to the staff from the Falcons, uh, Bama had um, what's his face? <laughs> Carson Beck committed um, at, at the time. <laughs> And uh, Bama just started pressing for Bryce Young and that and uh, Beck flipped uh, or decommitted and committed to uh, to Georgia later. Um, and, and then, you know, the rest is history. Bama started pressing for Bryce Young, got him in on a visit um, and, and then flipped him by the September. So I, I could see it happening like that. I, I've never actually spoken to Imani Jackson um, really in depth. You know, he, he's kind of he keeps things pretty close to the vest. But, um, you know, it, it it's almost an identical, like you said, just on the defensive side of the ball. He's at Matterday High School. That's where Bryce was. He's committed to longtime USC commit. That's what Bryce was um, taking him to Alabama kind of midway through the process of uh, prior to his senior year. That's kind of how Bryce was. So we'll keep an eye on that, but uh, certainly a development to watch. What is the breakdown like? Again, because you've got so many different things restarting. Again, just trying to finish the 2021 cycle with a, a notable potential visitor out there uh, at some point in the not-too-distant future in JT Tui Malalo. What is the breakdown like in the coming weeks in terms of official visitors in comparison to unofficial guys? I think, you know, it's going to be a pretty heavy month. Um, I mean, unofficial visits will, will certainly be the majority. That's going to be, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the camp visitors, guys, you know, maybe more local guys, um, you know, stopping in on unofficial visits, checking out campus. But there's a, a pretty good amount of, uh, of official visitors, and it starts kind of later in the month. Uh, that June 18th and then June 25th weekend are the are the biggest ones with with, uh, with several already confirmed. Uh, but I, I think when it comes down to it, maybe, you know, 85, 15 as far as if you're maybe 80, 20 percent yeah. percentage wise. Um, so, you know, uh, it, it's, it's definitely gonna be more unofficials. We're going to see a lot of camp workouts. There's going to be a lot of underclassmen guys we probably never heard of, uh, that are, that are working out for the first time in front of the staff. Um, but you know, plenty of guys that we have heard of that are, that are either taking visits or, or wanting to work out as well. So, um, that's kind of the makeup of it currently. What is the percentage understanding? I'm not very good at math, but I'm sticking with percentages. What what percentage of these 2022 campers um, do you think the staff is going to be looking to finalize evaluations for and then perhaps subsequently make the decision to either push hard or maybe think keep things a little bit at a distance? You know, I, I think it's going to be most of the guys when you, when you look at it. Um, I, I would say, you know, 80 percent of the guys you know that that have offers it's always you know you're waiting to to camp to get that green light and i I feel like that's more the case this year than ever you know a lot of these guys i've never even seen in person live they've seen them on huddle they've seen you know they've gotten verified measurables where they can but um i i think almost you know they want to evaluate everybody but i think there's guys that are pretty safe as far as you know not needing to solidify their standing with a workout but you know i i think most do uh you know i i think probably 
80 percent that would be my guess you know obviously i can't i don't even we don't even have the full list of who all is going to be there just yet but uh or, or you know we probably won't even get one there's gonna be guys that show up that we don't even know about um so you know that that's probably where it stands at this point i, I think this year more than ever um guys are going to need to work out to to kind of boost their standing we're going to step aside for a quick break here on the bama online podcast when we come back it's a four-star friday we had a five-star friday couple weeks ago we're going to get into the four-star angle of recruiting with hank south does an outstanding job covering recruiting for us of course at bol back with more of the pod right after this selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast back with more of the bama online podcast if you haven't already how about a subscription to the old podcast the bama online podcast simple as a click or two a rating and a review while you're there would help us out tremendously as well. So let's do it, Hank. Let's talk four stars. And I guess, really, when you look at Alabama's dynasty under Nick Saban, yes, the five stars have, in large part, been absolutely impactful. Chris Hummer, 247sports.com, a couple of years ago, did a conversion update in terms of how Alabama's five stars translate to the NFL draft, the first round of the NFL draft. And it was the gap between Alabama and everybody else where five stars were concerned was massive. And so, but when you look at it and you consider the the four-star uh, allotment that Alabama has put together under Nick Saban, this is really where the championships have come from. I mean, you can talk about Barrett Jones, Mark Ingram, Dante Hightower, in his earliest classes at Alabama, more recently, Jedrick Wills, Devontae Smith, Henry Ruggs III, Jalen Waddell, you know, John Mechie, Christian Harris coming up. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's important, obviously, to get the elite of the elite players. But between the four stars and the development of really all the guys that, that Saban and his staff have been able to sign throughout the years, uh, that's I, that, that, that's where you get the sense the the greatness comes from. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I think one guy, um, that we've talked about, I think before here, but, 
uh, that I think Bimba just absolutely loves and he's not a five star, but you know, as far as comparisons um, with, with another recent first round pick in Patrick Sertain, the uh, second Earl little junior, um, the, the South Florida cornerback uh, from American heritage, same, uh, same program as Pat Sertain that that's his head coach as well as is, uh, is, is Pat's dad. Um, he, he kind of, I, I think he he's viewed as kind of that guy that can really be the next big time defensive back at Alabama. Um, you know, he might even be at the top of the board. I'm not sure, but certainly a guy that, uh, you know, I don't think he really needs one of those guys that probably doesn't need to camp. <laughs> he just probably has the green light, um, at this point in time. Um, so that, that's who I would kind of circle as far as, um, if, if we're picking one of those guys, but I mean, you go down the list, Danny Dennis Sutton, um, uh, Tyler Booker, the offensive lineman, Catron Allen, uh, justice Finkley seems like a guy Bama really, really likes, um, the defensive lineman from, from Hewitt Trussell. And obviously, you know, you always want to kind of close in on those in-state guys, keep them home when you, when you, when you really want them. Um, and, and so, yeah, I mean, and there's going to be more guys that kind of emerge. Shamar James, I think is a guy that, you know, um, the staff really, really likes, and he's going to be on campus first thing next week, um, for his official visit or next weekend for his official visit. But he's a guy that can do a lot of different things, um, likely as a linebacker, but, um, can play all over the field as well. So that's kind of where I would go. And, you know, there's gonna be more that emerge as, as time goes on. Yeah, I guess a better way of looking at it would be to ask, which of these guys that are in that four-star range maybe are coveted in a way that a five-star you would yeah. think would be. And it sounds like Earl Little Jr., as you've talked about, would be one of those guys. And I know you put in a crystal ball for Alabama with Earl Little a couple of weeks ago. You still feeling confident about that situation? I am. I'd be, you know, he's not making a decision until the All-American Bowl, or he says he's not until the All-American Bowl um, in January. Uh, but I, I would be really surprised at this point in time and things can change. You never know. But, um, if it wasn't Alabama at this point, you know, I, I think, um, you know, he, he's, he really likes what he's hearing from the staff. He's really connected with, uh, with Nick Saban, obviously with Jay Valai. Um, they're pressing really hard for him. Nick Saban, that was his phone call when Pastor Tame was drafted to the Broncos. The, the next call was Earl Little, uh, junior. Um, and, and you know, it, you know, he has, he has the certain family talking to him about Bama. Um, there's always that one South Florida DB. I feel like Bama gets every cycle, um, to, to commit and sign. And I feel like little is, is that guy this year. Um, I, you know, LSU's probably top, you know, LSU, Miami, probably two schools to watch. He's obviously a Miami legacy. Um, but you know, that hasn't stopped Bama from getting the top guys down there in the past. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I think he's a guy that's viewed as that, you know, probably a five-star recruit in, in Bama's eyes. Six Alabama commitments thus far for the class of 22 and four of those four stars. Robert Woodyard, I think it's easy to draw some parallels to Deontay Lawson from last year in that he is a higher four star in terms of the 24-7 sports composite rankings. He's from that same part of the state as Deontay Lawson and maybe he doesn't attract as much continuous buzz because he committed early in the process. Yeah. And they're, they're, yeah, they have very similar profiles. Both guys play basketball, both guys just all over the football field, both from mobile. 
um, you know, guys that can do all sorts of things. We seen Woodyard play more kind of tight end receiver. Um, Deontay Lawson lined up in the wildcat a lot and just took direct snaps and just ran all over defenses. Um, but certainly both are most productive on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Woodyard kind of is playing from behind a little bit. You know, he had that, he had a, a knee injury early in his high school career, but you know, he's been a hundred percent, um, the last season and a half. So he, he's really kind of started to, uh, to show out more. I think he could be one of those guys that has a hu- another huge senior season and, and really boosts his stock similar to what Deontay Lawson did with his freak senior year that, that boosted him into the five-star range for 24 seven sports. So yeah, it, it's very similar. I, you know, uh, size there's size differential, but as far as just overall production and just playmaking ability on both sides of the ball, really, um, and ath- kind of that athletic profile with the dual sports stuff. Um, they're, they're very, very similar, um, similar players. And, you know, it seems like Alabama fans, I think football fans in general, just love them some tight ends. Mm-hmm. I can't explain it, but it, it's always a position that you, you get asked about, and you know, fans want to talk about. And, uh, you know, Alabama has a pretty good one committed already, uh, could there be a second tight end in this class you think or you think it's a one tight end and done and i know you had an update for us there at bamaonline.com about a 2023 tight end i guess from out west that recently picked mm-hmm. up an alabama offer you know i think bama will take a second tight end in this class um and it'll be interesting to see because they've offered several guys um in high school but you know who knows come next january is there going to be a big time tight end in the portal that you know they want to move on or a guy that can come in and, and contribute right away maybe that's something they look at if they don't land one of these high school guys uh, but yeah elijah brown on board there's several guys in the mix you know jaleel skinner out of south carolina he's a guy bama seems to really like um oscar delp a, a big time tight end i think i believe he's out of georgia um that he's turning to georgia but um you know a guy that bama's recruited real hard there's a kid out in I- idaho um, of all places colston loveland He's a guy that Bama offered um, at the tight end position. And there's another interesting name that we'll watch. He's camping on um, on June 5th is uh, K.N. Roberts Day. I think I'm saying his first name right. Um, he's committed to Baylor. Um, he's a three-star athlete from Missouri, uh, but he's going to come work out at Bama on June 5th and I think take a visit on the 6th. Um, so that'll be one we're watching as well. He has, there's some schools recruiting him on the defensive side of the ball, but, um, Bama I think most schools are actually recruiting him as a tight end. He's just rated as an athlete. Um, so that's another one we'll be, we'll be keeping an eye on as well. But, um, yeah. And then, you know, recently Bama offered a, um, a couple of 2023 tight ends, one out from, uh, California Walker lions. He's actually from Folsom, which is the home of Jonah Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he, he's, uh, he was excited though. He, the first conversation he had with Bama, he talked to, uh, Holman Wiggins and Drew Savoboda and, um, they talked to him, gave him an offer. That was the first day he heard from them. So got good news from them. He said, if, if he makes a trip out South, um, this summer, he's Bama will be one of the first stops. So, Long way to go for him, but um, Bama is certainly in play. As we get off of here on a Friday with Hank South, I wanted to get your your take on the recent news of a Texas running back, a four-star, speaking of four-stars on a Friday. Jaden Blue has decided to opt out for his senior year of high school football. When you saw that, when you heard that, did it surprise you? Do you think this is something we could see more of moving forward? Um where are we headed maybe hank in your opinion with with that type of decision making 
Yeah, you know, everyone's entitled to their own decisions, you know, what's best for them. These are these kids' futures. But um, I didn't love it. You know, I, I, you know, when you're looking at recruiting guys, you know, you want you want to see guys that compete. You know, I, th- I think it's a different story when you opt out of, of college seasons or bowl games. You know, that that's I feel like it's a lot different. But, you know, when, uh, you know, you start opting out at the high school level, I think that takes away from the game. You know, I, I, I don't want to say I question, you know competitive edge or competitive drive but you know i don't know i didn't love it but miles on miles on the tires for a running back usually aren't something you have to worry about as much when you're 16 or 17 i get it's all cumulative um but i tend to agree at that level and also if you're gonna be in high school anyway you're you're gonna go to high school for your senior year and not play football that that seems crazy to me but look i wasn't even a, a one star so it, I can't really relate uh, that understanding that, but still, if you were maybe reclassifying so you could go ahead and get a jump on college in the fall, you were skipping your senior year or something like that. Right. Uh, but the year of development in general, that is still a critical time for that. And, um, I, I, and it's also one of those when you're 40 things, right? When you look back and you're 40 and you think about it. Yeah, maybe some of these folks that do it will, maybe they won't. But that would be my question if it were my child. Right. Think about when you're 40. Is this gonna you gonna have a real problem in retrospect with this? There's a couple of things, I guess. Yeah, and I guess it's different. You know, if you're already committed, um, you know, you have in, in the school you're committed to is okay with it. You know, I guess. Looking yeah. at it from his side, like, why not? Why risk the injury? Why you know not be totally fresh? But then you look at it from the other side, it's like, well, you, you have your team, you know, don't you want to play with your teammates? Don't you want to pl- compete for them or compete for the school that, you know, that got you there, that got you on that, that level, got you the exposure? So I don't know. I can see it from both sides. I, I, I personally don't love it, and I hope it doesn't become a trend because, you know, I, I think it takes away from all this. But um, we'll see. You know, like I said, recruiting has trends, so maybe more kids will do it, but uh, hopefully not. Well, Hank, I know it's not going to be a quiet weekend for you, but hopefully in the days leading up to Tuesday, you uh, get to experience some semblance of a holiday weekend. And we always (laughs) appreciate your help here on the podcast and all the great work you do with us there at BamaOnline.com. Appreciate it, Travis. Have a good weekend. All right. Thanks, Hank. For Hank South, Travis Schreier, hoping you too have a great holiday weekend. Thank you to All the folks, men and women out there who have made what we enjoy as a holiday weekend possible, who have paid the greatest sacrifice that you can. And again, our our hats and hearts uh, off and out to those incredible, credible people. Have a great weekend, everybody. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.